you feel that life is just getting you more than you can handle, please realize that you are not alone. Welcome to Abba Daddy House Girls Speak Out with your hosts, the founders of Abba Daddy House, Myrna Thatcher and Annette Smith. We're here to listen and provide help for you and others. At last, you have a place to speak out and be heard. Now, here are your hosts, Annette and Myrna. Happy Friday, Annette. Happy Friday, Myrna. No problem. Yay, it's Friday. Yeah, and we're back on the radio. Yes, we are. We want to thank Grangeville Christian Church for allowing us to use their internet to broadcast. And their opinions aren't necessarily our opinions. Or our opinions aren't necessarily theirs. That's right. That's right. We are going to um, continue last Friday. If you if you did not hear last Friday's show, September 13th, then you need to go back and, and listen to it on um, for On Demand at abadaddygirls.live. Because we spoke with two survivors of domestic violence. And one of them, I'm going to quote one of them right now. And she said, I might be fat, ugly, stupid, and worthless, but even I don't deserve this. And she was thinking that as her spouse jammed a double barrel shotgun to her throat. And the second survivor recalled that years of abuse by the hands of men caused her to believe that is what she deserved. She was molested as a little girl, raped, sodomized, beaten, choked, and a rifle held to her head as an adult. Obviously, both of these women escaped the abuse and are now advocates for victims. And, um, and so what we had, the, we interviewed them last Friday. It was a very good interview. I thought it was. I thought it was very um, what do you want? What do I want to say? Very nice of them. Nice isn't even really the word. I think it was very brave right. of them to put that on the right. air to open up their lives yeah. um, to the world and and what what happened to them. Right. And so currently, um, if you're living right now, if you're living right now in this type of nightmare that they were living in, um, we're going to give you some pointers today. Or if you have a question about, well, am I being abused? We're going to have um, we're going to cover some of that today also. We also want to tell you that you're welcome to call in if you want to talk about it because mm-hmm. we are more than willing to let you talk about it. Mm-hmm. And we're willing to answer questions if you have any questions because this type of abuse goes on and on and on. And <laughs> it should stop. It needs to stop. But the only way to stop it is to take a hold of it, That's you know, right. to, to recognize it, take exactly. a hold of it, find tools to stop it. Mm-hmm. And until somebody gets brave enough to step out, it's not going to stop. That's right. You know, in the next 60 minutes, according to statistics, 20 people per minute are abused by their intimate partner. That means by the end of the show, and we said this last week, but by the end of the show, 1,200 more victims of domestic violence or also called intimate partner abuse will happen. But you know what I say? Doesn't always have to be intimate partners. Right. There's abuse to even people that aren't in partnership. That's right. You get abused all the time and abuse happens everywhere. That's right. So, what we're going to do is we're just kind of give you some examples of abuse because, you know, some people don't realize that they are being abused. Just like um, one of our guests said that, you know, she was she thought this was the way life was. She thought that, you know, it was she was supposed to be beaten and choked and because that's the way her childhood went. And so she figured, well, if my childhood was that way, then so should my adulthood be that way. So um, there are several types of abuse, and Annette's going to share that with us. 
Well, there the types of abuses. There's physical abuse. There's emotional abuse. There's verbal abuse, and there's sexual abuse. And you know, I call um, when people abuse you and they try to be kind of behind the scenes on mm -hmm. abusing you. Mm -hmm. I call that shy abuse. They don't put it in statistics, but people will sit there and act like they're being your friend right. and that they love you and they care about you. Mm -hmm. And then they poke at you. I call that shy abuse. Okay. They don't want you to know they're abusing you, but they really are. Okay. Some things in verbal abuse is like name calling, placing undue blame on you, um, negative labeling you. Some people will call a person that's not really fat, fat. Okay. You know, I mean, and even though you're working on your diet, working on your weight, and you're doing good and you're losing weight, they'll still call them fat. Abuse them. You know, make them feel bad. Uh, physical harm starting with rumors that degrade you. Um, if, if you love me, you'll do this or you'll be like this. Yeah, if you do, yeah. Mm -hmm. If you love me. Then, and then when you meet their standards, well, that's not good enough. Right. You didn't accomplish right. that. Emotional abuse, verbal threats, um, withholding affection for approval. You have, to, you have to earn their love. You have to earn their approval. We heard that. We've heard that this week. Yeah. Uh, irrational blaming of a partner. Uh, using intimate intimacy as a knowledge of why you're not good enough for them. You, you don't add up in bed. You're not good enough. You could never add up. You know, uh, abusing or threatening to abuse the partner, coming up and putting their fist in your face. Mm -hmm. You know, that's abuse. I mean, it scares you. It's emotional you don't know if they're abuse. Going to hit right. you or not. Yeah, it's a threat, definitely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Physical abuse, hitting, beating, choking, pushing, slapping, kicking, pulling, hair pulling, biting, punching, back bending, arm twisting. Shoving, kicking, and burning. Anything a person does to you physically that you don't like, that you don't want, is abuse. Uh, refusing to get the partner's help or medical help, attention, medical mm -hmm. attention, that is abuse. Uh, locking the partner out of the house, that simple act is abuse. Unless you're locking the partner out of the house because he abuses own, right, you. For your own safety, That's for the okay. safety of your children. Uh -huh. uh, throwing things at an apartment part, at a partner is, phys is physical abuse. Um, forcing to use alcohol or drugs. Yep. That's abuse. You know, some... You know, you're, you're naming the physical abuse. You named verbal and emotional abuse. It's, you know, physical abuse is easier to... What don't to um, identify, but it's that and and to um, prosecute, but that verbal and emotional, those are inside scars. Have you ever gone in a room so you didn't have to talk to somebody and then they break the door in because they're going to talk to you whether you want yeah. to talk to them or not? Mm -hmm. That is physical abuse. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Um, those leave scars no matter what. That's right. Like Inside and out. Mm -hmm. It leaves fear, too. Yes. Sexual abuse. Everybody knows what sexual abuse is. You say no, they take it anyway. That's, That's sexual, sexual abuse. abuse. No means no. You tell them not to put their hands on you where you don't want them to put their hands on you. That's sexual abuse. Unwanted touching. That mm -hmm. is sexual abuse. Unwanted sex. That's sexual abuse. Minimizing the partner's sexual needs. That's sexual abuse. If you are married to a partner, if you're withholding sex from them to punish them or to uh, get them to do what you want, that's sexual abuse. Using force or roughness that is not consensual, in, including force, forcing sex, is sexual abuse. There's all kinds of things that are, are on sexual abuse. And if you want to find out what that is, then you can look up on the internet, which will tell you all about abuse, what kind of types of abuse there is, because all you have to do is put in types of abuse. Right. There's also, and um, I don't know if you mentioned it, but there's also the financial abuse, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I put it okay. in. That goes into with emotional, emotional abuse. abuse. Okay. Because they, they keep track of the money so that you can't leave. Yeah. Okay. Talking about a person that has herpes and spreading it around yeah. and things like that. That's abuse mm -hmm. because you're harassing him them because they have a a, a sexually transmitted disease because mm -hmm. you're spreading it around to other people you're harassing them about it you're using it to hurt them mm -hmm. right because you know no one deserves to be abused nobody deserves to be abused in any way and they don't deserve to be downgraded that's right to be yeah and people like to downgrade other people to hurt them mm-hmm it's yeah, it's a control. Well, they hurt them, and also because it's a control, and it's telling them, "Well, you're, you're no good. I'm the only one that will." Um, I'm that, King Kong. Yeah, I, I'm the only one that will take care of you, so sort of speak. Nobody else wants you. You're trash. So you might as well stay here because mm -hmm. you're not going to make it out there. And that's abuse. And that's abuse because everybody is worth something. Yes, yes, absolutely. You have value because Jesus Christ died for you. And that makes you valuable. And he created you. God didn't create trash. Exactly. Even if you don't believe in God, you still aren't trash. That's right. That's right. Because he loves you even if you don't know him. And even if you don't love him, he still loves you. And I mean, you're a value here. Mm -hmm. A person is valuable. You know, some of the listeners may not know, because we haven't said it for a while, but we are mental health providers. And... Um, this is this is issues that we deal with weekly, um, daily, sometimes daily. Yeah, and every one of these issues on here. I mean, we don't always deal with sexual abuse, but we always deal with some form of abuse, abuse. every day, mm -hmm. every day. Mm -hmm. And ninety percent of the time, in our practice, it is men as the perpetrator. And women and or children as the victims. I wouldn't say that. You don't think it's ninety? What do you think it is? I say it's fifty-fifty because women do fit do verbal abuse as much as men do. Okay. And women do emotional abuse as much as men do. 
Now, on the physical abuse, I'd say sometimes it sways more towards the men. And the sexual mm-hmm. abuse, it could be women or men. Mm-hmm. Okay. Men are more physical than women are. Mm-hmm. Now, if a man is not quite as strong as a woman, a woman will be the more aggressor. But I wouldn't say it's men more than women. I'd right. say if you take statistics on it, you'll find it kind of evens out. All right. Well, we'll have to check that out, huh? Because I was just thinking about, well, yeah, we had a slow, we had a short week this week because we had to be out of the office a couple of days. So the thing about men is they don't talk about it like women do. Women are more open than men are. Men die faster than women because they don't talk about their feelings. They don't talk about what's going on in them. So they end up with heart attacks more than women do. Okay. They internalize. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. the sad part because men are taught you don't cry. You don't show your feelings. You're not a man if you don't hold it in. Yeah. And then we have a lot of men committing suicides. Yeah. A lot of men. And some, and what we talked about, was it last week? Yeah, about murder-suicide. And here in Idaho, there is a, a greater number of murder-suicides um, having to do with the domestic relationships, which, which is sad. sad. Yeah, very sad. So if you identify yourself in any of those types of abuse, and again, you can go on the internet and you can type in types of abuse and it will give you those plus there's more. Stalking is a, is a type of an abuse. And um, like we already said, financial adds into all of those, the verbal, emotional, physical, and sexual. And again, you're not, you, you, you don't deserve that. You do not deserve to be abused and neither do your children and we'll get into that later. Um, I think a real man is one who can feel, explain his feelings, and be tender and kind about it. That's a real man. Okay. Have you ever met one of those? Not very often. Not very often. Most of them are shut up and don't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. I have met a few. Good. Good. So what we want to do now, since we described and talked about some of the types of abuse, we want to go into the cycles the cycle of, of partner abuse, okay? So we want to start at the top. Okay, so like draw a picture on a piece of paper. Just a picture, yeah. Draw a circle on a piece of paper, okay? And put at the very top of the, of the, of the circle, write abuse, okay? A-B-U-S-E, write abuse. And take one of the ones that Annette just read off and explain to you, the type of abuse it was, whether it's verbal, emotional, physical, sexual, financial, put that, put that title up there by abuse. Just write it down like, he hit me, okay? Or this is what he said to me last night. All right, so at the top of your circle, put abuse, okay? Then go to like, it's on a clock. So at 12 o'clock is, your, is the word abuse. At one o'clock, okay? Put the word guilt, G-U-I-L-T. And we're, gonna, we're just going to fill this all out right now, and then we're going to go back and explain it. All right? So we have abuse at um, 12 o'clock. Ah, guilt, let's put it at, at 2 o'clock. I'm sorry, I said 1. Let's put it at 2 o'clock, okay? Then at um, probably 4 o'clock, put excuses, E-X. C-U-S-E-S, okay? Excuses. At six o'clock, put normal behavior. At eight o'clock, 
put fantasy, F-A-N-T-A-S-Y. At 10 o'clock, put set up, S-E-T dash U-P. So we have abuse, guilt, excuses, normal behavior, fantasy, and set up. That's our cycle of intimate partner abuse. Or anybody's abuse. Right. It's a cycle of abuse. Okay. All right. So let's talk about the abuse. We just said your abusive partner lashes out with aggression or belittling or violent behavior. The abuse is a power play designed to show you who is boss. Okay. That person, the abuse is to put you down and show you that he or she is boss. The guilt at two o'clock. After abusing you, your partner feels guilty. But, Um, well, but wait a minute. It's not about hurting you. It's not about, they don't feel guilty because they just abused you. They feel guilty because they may get caught. Some. So, well, yeah. There Some feel guilty because they uh, they didn't prepare it well, or they didn't um, get their message across, or maybe they didn't um, maybe they didn't um, they have this guilt complex that I'll never do this again. I'm sorry. I, I should not have That's, done that. Okay. So those are the guilt things that get through their okay. mind. So anyway, when we come back from break, we'll continue to talk about this cycle and what each stage means. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Look for Annette and Myrna's book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a Testimony of God's Healing Power. The book elucidates the journey of how Annette Smith gained healing from living as a child and other people. The book is available through Amazon.com in both paperback and Kindle formats. Anyone who is looking for guidance from God and feeling that life is hopeless should read this book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a Testimony of God's Healing Power. Find it today. Abba Daddy House Incorporated was founded by Myrna Thatcher and Annette Smith. We provide pro bono counseling for those caught in the insurance gap. We also provide basic needs for those who have great difficulty making it from one month to the next. Donations for expanding our business are always appreciated. Remember Philippians 4, verse 3. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel. Visit AbbaDaddyHouse.org. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
You are listening to Abba Daddy Girls Speak Out. To reach our program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to abbadaddyhouse7 at gmail.com. Now, back to Myrna and Annette. Hey, everybody. We're back from break, and we are on the cycles of intimate partner abuse. And I also want to tell everybody, we have our fundraisers up, and we have a button you can go to. On our website. On our website. And you can donate just a dollar. Everybody, just donate a dollar, and I'm sure you guys can afford a dollar. And we have different buttons if you want to donate more than a dollar, but please help us out so we can stay on the radio, donate us a dollar, and we will appreciate it. No lie. And it's abadaddygirls.com is the website that you can go to, abadaddygirls.com. Okay, so um, welcome, Facebook friends. We we have been trying since, oh, for about 25 minutes to get you on live, but actually we got you on live now. So we're going to recap. We're into cycles of, of abuse, and we have abuse at the 12 o'clock on a clock, and at 2 o'clock is guilt, and how the abuser feels guilty about not so much hitting or abusing, but getting caught or suffering the consequences of their behavior. Sometimes his guilt is for you. Mm-hmm. He feels guilty, so you'll stay. Yeah. So, okay. So we have abuse guilt at four at four o'clock on the on the clock. There is excuses. E x c u s e s. All right. So the abuser rationalizes what he or she has done. All right. Just a, just rationalizing, making up excuses. If you wouldn't have done this, I would exactly. not hit you. Exactly. You it know, was, sometimes you push me so far. Exactly. I heard it for 10 years. For 10 years? Mm-hmm. If, you would have, if you wouldn't have done that, then I wouldn't have had to do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then on the cycle, it's at the 6 o'clock on the clock is normal behavior. Normal in parentheses here. <laughs> Great big parentheses like this for normal because what's normal? Yeah. The abuser does everything he or she can do to regain control and keep the victim in the relationship. Everything. I promise this. I promise that. Oftentimes, this is called the honeymoon stage mm-hmm. where it's peaceful. All these promises are made. You go out to dinner. Buy things. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is like heavenly. Like, well, it wasn't too heavenly in my relationship, but but what? But if you call it heavenly, okay. I'll agree with it. <laughs> it gives the victim hope. Oh, they've changed. I had that, but I didn't call it heavenly. Okay. So then the other, then at the eight o'clock on the clock is fantasy. Mm-hmm. Fantasy and planning, not for the victim. But for the perpetrator, he or she is fantasizing about abusing again. Okay? What they're thinking it up. There it's in the back of their mind. What can I do? What is there that I can do next? Spends a lot of time thinking about it. And what they've done, what the victim has done wrong, okay, and how they'll play it out and how the victim will pay for it. The victim has done this. I mean, like keeping a, a checklist okay well then she did this she did this she did this and if she did this then she has to pay for it this way and starts making out the fantasy and the 
to become a reality. Well, since she did this, this would probably be a good punishment here. Do you know what my husband did Mm -mm. during the uh, normal behavior event? He he decided he was going to be a good husband and go out and and fix the windows on the house. And I thought he was puttying them. No, uh huh. He did. He puttied the the top artists of the windows and stuff. But he also puttied the whole window shut and put nails in it. So you couldn't get out. So I couldn't get out. Mm. When he left for work, he also nailed the door shut. He fixed the house really good. Yeah, he did. He just didn't know I knew how to break a window out. <laughs> Good for you. He forgot. Yeah. The windows could break. Yeah. He probably <laughs> didn't think you would think of that. <laughs> he didn't know I was smarter than he no. was. Well, no comment on that one. Okay. <laughs> so fantasy. And then, so you've done something wrong. He's going to put you that earned this punishment. All right. So he's got it all planned in his or her little head. And then they're going to set you up. All right. This is it. The setup. Sets you up and puts a plan in motion, creating a situation where he or she can justify the abuse. So at excuse me, at ten o'clock on at ten o'clock is the word set up. And that then begins the cycle again into abuse. So they set you up, the abuse happens again. So the cycle begins again. Abuse, guilt, excuses, normal behavior, fantasy, setup, abuse, guilt, excuses, normal behavior, fantasy, setup, and it just keeps going until. But I want to add something to that. What? Each time it gets worse. It does. And worse. You mean more violent? Worse. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Does the cycle, so I would guess that this, the abuse gets worse and the cycle gets faster. And the cycle gets more complicated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you mix kids into that and other things. Yeah, in some, in some relationships, because mm-hmm. some relationships right. don't get kids. Right. And this can be found, the cycle of intimate partner abuse can be found at helpguide.org. And we were going we're gonna to put on our Facebook a lot of the resources that we are telling you today. Okay. So that's what we're, you know, we'll, we'll do that. One of the things that we definitely want to share with you um, is a safety plan. And, and Annette is going to kind of open that up to her on how to share what to do about a safety plan because you definitely need a safety plan when you're in this cycle of abuse because that's the way. The only way to break the cycle of abuse is for you to remove yourself from it. And some of the safety plan I'm going to share with you is out of my own experience because it's a good thing to have for the simple reason that everybody that's in domestic violence of any kind, whether it's with with a married partner or domestic violence from a stranger or from a family member or anything, you should always prepare with a safety plan Mm -hmm. because you need to take care of yourself. You need to learn to take care of yourself because you know what, people, nobody's going to take care of you. So always, always set yourself up a safety plan. So when you are ready to get out of that situation or you feel your life is threatened, you don't want to die. You need to have a safety plan to get out of it. Have yourself a bag packed or have clothes at somebody else's house right? ready for when you're ready to leave. If you're not leaving the place, then when the perpetrator leaves, this is what I did. I locked, changed the locks on the doors. I put his television set in his camper 
and I changed all the bank accounts. He couldn't get no money from the bank accounts because I had to have some resources to live on. He had a job. He was getting ready due for another paycheck, which he could use for himself. I took the rest of the money in the accounts for myself. He owed it to me. I felt like I, I did his dishes. I washed his clothes. I cleaned the house. I did it, took care of his kids. He owed that money to me. I had to have something to live on. He could take care of himself. So I locked him out of the house. I changed the locks on the doors. I changed the bank accounts. So I had money. Um, you need to put on yourself on the house a safety alarm. Something that you'll know if he's breaking in or coming into the house when you're sleeping. You need to let your neighbors know that you're separated from your husband. If they see him, they can call the police. You always need to make sure that somebody knows you're alone in that house. Um, let your parents and your family members know. Always let somebody know. Or if you're not staying in your house, you need to find somebody that you're going to go stay with that he don't know about. Mm-hmm. Before you got your you're leaving, get that all planned out. Plan your steps ahead, and make sure you have all these plans where he can't find them. Right. If you can't go to someone's house, then find a safety shelter you can go to. And I know some of them don't take you if you don't have children, which I think is a shame. But I think that there's got to be a place out there where somebody will take you when you don't have children. Because if you're in danger, there needs to be a place where you can go for help. Um, you need to, I have you mentioned about money? You need to not just change the bank accounts, but you need to have some money in case you need to have money hidden away so yeah. that you can get away if you need to. That's the reason they mm-hmm. change to a bank account. Right. They can change it ahead of time. They can get a bank right. account of their own, their own that he don't know exactly. about and start putting money in that's it. What, that's what I would do is, is get a bank account of your own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we have told people that. Some people don't do it, and they wish they did. But, you know, there's all kinds of things you can do to prepare ahead of time when you're in a violent situation. Um. Always make sure your doors are safety. You got safety locks you can put on them. If your doors are light wooden doors, change them for heavier doors or steel doors if you have the money to do that. Mm -hmm. If you don't, put extra wood on your doors. I've Mm -hmm. even, you You know. You can also um, put a chair underneath the door handle Mm -hmm. and it will prevent. I had someone breaking in my house. Uh, It was a black guy breaking in the back door. I put a chair under the door and sat on it. And my, I forgot about the phone. I had to get the phone to dial 911. So I used a broom, knocked the phone off the hook. It was that time I had a, a phone that was on the wall. Knocked it off the hook, dialed it with the end of the broom, and got 911. Mm-hmm. But I didn't get off that chair, and I could feel him pulling the door, yeah. and I was jerking like that. Mm. But tell you what, I got the police there, and they caught him jumping over my fence. Mm. Have bug spray on your windowsill. If someone's peeking in your window like your husband, spray him in the eyes with bug spray. Mm-hmm. He won't peek in your window very long. And if you're, if it's during a, if you get in an altercation with the abuser, 
first of all, try to minimize it for your safety, but don't get into an altercation in a room where there's not an escape. You need to always be somewhere where you can leave. Yes. The premises. Leave, make sure, like it's if it's in the living room, then make sure that you're closest to the door if you have to leave. And I always say have bug spray sitting out on your table somewhere so that if they won't know you're going to use it. But if they're in there fighting with you, if you spray them in the eyes, that's as good as mace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had a police officer tell me that in Wichita, Kansas, because I was alone. I had somebody peeking in my window and he said, don't ever let anybody know that I told you this because I couldn't use his name. But bug spray works good as mace. Mm. And it's cheaper. Well, because I didn't have anything That's there at right. the house. But he said, I guarantee you they won't peek in your window again. Mm-hmm. And when you develop your safety plan, um, if your children are old enough, then practice it with them. They need to know what's going on. They, need, they see the fight and they need to see what you're going to do. Be resourceful. Yeah, that's a good point. There's so many things that you can use in your home for safety stuff. Put marbles down at your door when you go to bed at night. Like on Home Alone yeah. movie? I did it at my house because I didn't want my husband to come in. And in the night, he never looked. And he would trip over that, yeah. for sure. There's... There's also other things that you probably need to have um, together, too. Yeah. Go ahead. You can uh, Like important documents, um, copy of your marriage license. Um, you need birth certificates of your children, your own birth certificate, uh, items like that. You need to have them somewhere where you can grab them and go. Um, you also need to make sure that the school system or whoever else yes. can knows who to who can pick up the children from school or daycare, babysitter, and who can't, even Sunday school teachers, your teacher at school, and others? Yeah. One thing, my husband went out behind my house and started my shed on fire Mm. because I had important documents in there. Don't keep your important documents out in the shed or out in the outside building, but always keep a fire extinguisher handy Mm -hmm. because you don't know your husband could start your house on fire. And you might want to um, get a new uh, phone number. Right. I did that, too. You did that? Okay. But I kept a fire extinguisher because I didn't know if he's going to start my house on fire. At least I'd find a way out of the house with a fire extinguisher. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. So um, can we think of anything else? We're going to talk about order of protection here later on. Um, and, oh, the job. If well, you're at work, what about at work? A safety plan a lot, at work. One thing is let your boss know. Mm-hmm. And um, at work, there, there's not a whole lot you can do at work except for keep something handy that you can, like mace or a stun gun on you. You can keep that handy. Or let your boss know that you need to have an escape plan at your job okay. because they can provide that for you. And um, like if if security can walk you to your car, maybe mm-hmm. from, you know, after work, before work, that way that's covered. And if you talk to your boss at work, most places will be pretty lenient about helping you with escape plans from work. If somebody comes in to cause violence for you because they don't want 
things happening at the jobs. Maybe you need to take a picture of your of your um, partner to let everybody know this is what he or she looks like. They can put it in your file. Yeah, work. Mm-hmm. Use your brain to think of things that you want people to know. Mm-hmm. And you can go to um, different go to different grocery stores. And shop at different areas than when you were yes. with that partner because they will expect you to keep in your same routine. Yeah, they'll look Don't do that. Go to a different shopping store. And I mean, another thing I've got to say, always be truthful about the situation. Don't make up stories. Don't lie. Don't gossip about it. Don't spread it around with your friends. Only tell the people that are important that need right. to know it. Don't put it on Facebook. Yeah. It's not a gossip story. It's not something you, you need to talk to. Oh, my friends, I need to tell them all about it because I need to have attention and I need the people to feel sorry for me. It's something you should just tell the people that you need to know about it. Mm-hmm. Because you know what? It gets around with other stories and then people start taking your husband's side and then you lose friends. Yeah. Because they see you as gossiping about it and she isn't that hurt over it. She's making a big story out mm-hmm. of this thing. Yeah. And it's not, it's not fun. It's not a funny thing. This is a serious thing. So make it serious. Mm -hmm. Well, your 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 lives are at stake, and so are your children's lives. Yeah, it's um, yeah. And sometimes, if you spread it around like you do, it embarrasses your children. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So, take care of yourself. Okay, Um, be careful about drug and alcohol use. Basically, don't do it. Okay, don't do it. Because that can be brought up in a court. Also, take care of yourself. Go to a counselor. Go to a counselor and get some, get some help. Go, go to the YWCA. Make an appointment with a counselor to, to get, take care of your own emotional health. And again, just take care of you and take care of your kids. When we come back from break, we are going to talk about um, a message for, for children when they're, when they're in the home of domestic violence. And one thing I want to add is that go to your children's school and make sure that the school knows about right. it. Right. We'll be back. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Abba Daddy House Incorporated was founded by Myrna Thatcher and Annette Smith. We provide pro bono counseling for those caught in the insurance gap. We also provide basic needs for those who have great difficulty making it from one month to the next. Donations for expanding our business are always appreciated. Remember Philippians 4, verse 3. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel. Visit AbbaDaddyHouse.org. Look for Annette and Myrna's book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a Testimony of God's Healing Power. The book elucidates the journey of how Annette Smith gained healing from living as a child and other people. The book is available through Amazon.com in both paperback and Kindle formats. Anyone who is looking for guidance from God and feeling that life is hopeless should read this book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a Testimony of God's Healing Power. Find it today. You need to live up to your full potential. You've heard that for years, but now there's a channel to help you get there. 
Introducing the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our listeners have told us that they want to be motivated, hear about success stories, and positive encouragement around the clock. And we've responded to you. The Voice America Empowerment Channel is the home of the world's top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success experts. Listen to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's here at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Abba Daddy Girls Speak Out. To reach our program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to abadaddyhouse7 at gmail.com. Now, back to Myrna and Annette. All right, so we are back from break, and, and we're, we're almost done with the show, but we want, to give, we want to give notice to messages for children. You don't need to keep secrets when you feel scared or sad. You aren't to blame for the violence in your home. Identify escape routes from the house in order to meet outside. Identify an adult you can trust and tell them when something is happening. Okay? Call the police, 911. Go to your safe place you've planned about before. Go to a neighbor's home. Keep your younger brothers and sisters in a safe place. All of this is on um, StopRelationshipAbuse.org. Moms, dads that are are the victims, go to StopRelationshipAbuse.org. Information's there. We're going to put it on the internet. But right now, we want to skip One to. Thing I want to say, okay, children, you can call nine one one for help. Yes. So go to stoprelationshipabuse.org. We're going to put it on our Facebook page because there's messages for teens, um, safety plans, and for college safety. One plans. more thing to the kids: it's not your fault. Yeah. Don't ever blame yourself. Yep. All right, what we want to do right now, real quick, because we only have about 15 minutes left, probably less than that, is we want to go to how to get an order of protection, all right? So you can do this. An order of protection is something that you can do. All right, so. You go to a courthouse, and you may want to call the courthouse first because they may have instructions for how you do it. Uh, You may have to go to court to get one where you live. I don't know what your go county. To the county where you live. Yeah, but you may have to go to yeah. court too in the county. But uh, you may have to go where the abuser is. The county. Mm-hmm. The county where the abuser is. Uh, you may have in the county where the abuser, where the abuse happened or in the county where you and the abuser had other family court cases. We don't know. You what know, your situation is. What your situation is. But the important but, thing is you go to the courthouse, yeah, know, a county courthouse. And you ask a court clerk for a request for domestic violence restraining order. They give you a form. You fill it out. Details, instructions are there. And that's how you go about getting one. And whether you get it, it the petition or not, uh, it depends on the situation. It depends on whether the judge gives it to you or well, not. Well, you'll fill out the form. And you will not and, and, and ask for a non, non-lawyer help, helper, which is an advocate, a court staff or an advocate will help you ask for a non-lawyer helper that will help you file a petition that tells the court what you want and then an affidavit that tells the court what happened. Okay, so 
courthouse restraining order form. Ask for help to fill it out if you don't think you can do it yourself. The file a petition that tells the court what you want and the affidavit that tells the court what happened. That means you detail the abuse. If you need immediate protection because you believe you're in danger, ask for an emergency ex part. Ex parte order. Ex parte order. This is an order signed by the signed the same day you apply before the abuser knows about the action. An emergency ex parte order will give you immediate protection once it is served on the abuser until there is a hearing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is no fees for a domestic violence restraining order. They don't charge you for it. You don't have to have a lawyer. However, you may wish to have a lawyer, especially if your abuser has no lawyer. Mm-hmm. Okay. In most cases, the court will set a hearing date for more for no more than 14 days after you apply for the restraining order. Seven days if you've received the, um, the emergency ex parte domestic violence restraining order. The law gives you an option of obtaining a domestic violence restraining order without ever having a hearing. Okay. So there it's put in place and you can do this. And when you go to the courtroom, it's helpful to bring with you a picture of the abuser. If you have one, the abuser's home address and work address. Okay. Written notes describing the abuse and when it happened and any pictures police reports, or medical reports related to the abuse, all right? You need to get your ducks in a row, which means you need to every detail, even if you think it's too much or it doesn't matter, write it down. Let the, let the judge go through it. Don't you decide. Let him decide. And um, so picture, address of work, address where he lives, what happened, about what happened into, to the abuse and any police reports or medical reports. Like if you had to go to the emergency room, you need those medical reports and the police reports. Now, what can a order for protection include? What can I ask the court to do? Well, the court can make any of the following orders based on what you request in the petition. He can order the abuser not to assault, threaten, abuse, follow, her, follow, harass, or interfere with you, your children, or people you live with in person, at work, on the telephone, or by any other means on that protection of order. He can order the abuse to stay away from any place you request, including your school, your children's school, your workplace, your friends' homes, or any place where you are seeking shelter. Prohibit the abuser from possessing or purchasing a firearm. Tell the police to remove the abuser from the home and help you to return to the home. Grant you temporary full control over things that you own together, such as a car, truck, boat, computer, tolls, electronic equipment, bank accounts, or household appliances. Order the abuser to continue to make the loan payments. Be sure to specifically ask for this if you need it. Order the abuser to return your personal belongings. Order the abuser to pay certain bills, pay back money you lost for missing work or other expenses such as ambulance, medical, dental, shelter, counseling, or and or legal fees. Order the abuser to pay your attorney fees. Order the abuser to attend a battered batter's treatment program or other counseling services. Anything else you ask for and the judge agrees to, 
a federal law makes it a crime for a person to possess guns if they have a domestic violence restraining order against them. If the abuser owns or has guns in your in your petition, you should ask the court to order the abuser to turn all guns over to the police. And I just want to, because this is the one thing we learned doing research, that's a federal law. And to be honest with you, and, and for one thing, I want to put a disclaimer in here. We are not giving out legal advice, okay? So, because we're not lawyers, we're therapists. But, um, and so don't, we want to put that disclaimer in there. But that federal law about the guns, the local police, the county and the state do not have the authority to um, enforce that law. Only the federal government can, only the FBI. So that one's going to be a little iffy for them to enforce that. So I just want you to, we want you to know that right up front. Okay. So, and, and so that's what you need to put in there. Again, you need to keep good records. That's all we can say. Good records, good records. And keep, keep receipts of any expenses. Okay. Again, what, what Annette just said, medical, emergency room, all of that. Keep the receipts. I had a, a protection order against my husband when I was in Kansas. And he came over to my house, and the police hauled him off. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how they do it here. I haven't been here long enough, or and I've never had it. Wherever protection. anybody lives here. And- yeah. But in Kansas, they are pretty good. They don't – they didn't haul him to jail, but they gave him a warning. But he never came back. So, so all right. So, do you see how important it is, you know, because we talked to you about what you should take and you do your safety plan and everything else. This is not – this is something that you needs to be very organized and you need to be very, um, what do I say? Thought, think it out, think it out. Okay. Cause the best thing you can do is have paperwork, paperwork, paperwork. So what happens after the hearing, um, the, um, the restraining order will describe your rights, read it carefully. The judge may order different things than what you asked for. If you're confused, then, of what the judge ordered, then ask for a copy of the minute order, which is usually available from the court clerk a few days after the hearing. And because the court clerk is there typing in everything that's said and get, get it down, get it and go through it. You can also purchase a copy of this transcript from the court reporter, which will include everything that was said during the hearing. Um, on the emergency protective order, an emergency protective order can last only five business days or seven calendar days, whichever is shorter. Can, can I say something? Mm-hmm. On that transcript, it could be very expensive, so ask for an estimate. Of the cost? Yeah, no, ask for a, a uh, estimate before requesting one, an estimate on how much it costs, and then ask for, on the transcript, you can ask for a, um, what do you call it? like a summary of it oh, okay. instead of the whole transcript. Okay. On the emergency, um, I think I just said that, five business days or seven calendar days, whichever is shorter. Yeah, it's supposed to give you time to go to the court to ask for a domestic violence restraining order, which lasts longer. And the temporary ex parte restraining order, the clerk will give you a date. Usually within three weeks, you will have to come back to court for a full hearing. Restrain, after having a court hearing, a judge can grant you a restraining order that can last up to five years. This order is designed to keep your abuser from threatening, harassing, or abusing you. Then after five years, you'd have to get another Mm -hmm. one if he's still harassing you. The court can make an extension 
And, and if you have reasonable fear that your abuser will threaten, harass, or abuse you again, okay, there do not, there do not need to be any instances of abuse in order to get the order extended. Keep a copy of the orders with you at all times mm-hmm. because then you have proof. He's not supposed to be here. Yeah. He's not supposed I had to be to around show the cops me. Mine. Mm-hmm. And do you have to have a court order to get an order for protection? Um, court hearing, excuse me. The law gives you a choice whether or not to ask for a court hearing. If you don't ask for a hearing, the abuser still has a right to have a hearing or a judge may order a hearing if you don't ask for a hearing. You can only ask the court for four things. Order the abuser not to harm or threaten you or the children and not to call or contact you or the abuser out of the home. Order the abuser to stay away from your work and order that insurance coverage be continued. Okay, so again, you can get all of this on StopRelationshipAbuse.org. Again, we will put that on our website. Okay, StopRelationshipAbuse.org on how to get a a um, restraining order. So, any any last minute? Thoughts All I want to say is you don't have to be abused. Right. You know, it, it's our right to live peacefully, and it's God's God's thing for us. I mean, we're supposed to live at peace with everyone mm-hmm. as, as much as it is up to us. And if we can't live at peace with someone because they're the ones that's abusing mm-hmm. us, then that's when we pull the law into it. Mm-hmm. But we don't retaliate against no. them because they're abusing us. Right. That makes us just as wrong as exactly. them. And I feel that God doesn't want us to be the abusers. Because when you're doing, when you're abusing somebody else because they abuse you, some people say an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Mm-mm. That's not what God says. He doesn't say an eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. He says, turn the other cheek. And the reason he says that is because if you're sitting there abusing somebody else when they're abusing you, how are you any better than that person? Mm-hmm. Like Myrna always said, well, if somebody walks by, how do they know which one's the fool? Right. Which one's the abuser? Right. So don't repay evil for evil. Right. Go do something about it. And if that means exit the home, you take your children with you, then you exit the home. You get a restraining order or whatever, a protection order, and you do it. So um, we're out of time. We, are, we will be praying for you who are in this crisis right now. And if and we and we love you guys. and we, we do love you. There is hope. We want to be your voice because that's what our mission is a voice for the voiceless. And um, we will talk with you guys next Friday. Have a good week, please. Have a good week. It's your choice. Thank you for being here this week. Be sure to join hosts Annette Smith and Myrna Thatcher for another edition of Abadaddy Girls Speak Out next Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoy the upcoming weekend.